Hey, so this is Jennifer and I have a word from the Lord and oh, it is so good. Let's turn to Ezekiel 37. The hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very dry, very dry. I'm telling you, the Lord put something on my heart about the valley of the dry bones that is not even funny oh my gosh oh my goodness what the lord can do with the dead places in your life with the dead things in your life is that not the gospel message not just that jesus died for your sins but jesus died for your sins and god raised him from the dead it's that resurrecting power that God can use in your life to be able to resurrect those things that are dead. I'm telling you, the devil is coming for you. The devil is coming for you, not because you're nobody. You're nothing. The father of lies don't come for his children. He's coming for God's chosen. The fact that there's so much havoc wreaking in your life is an indication that you are a threat in the kingdom of darkness. That you are a worthy opponent. So he's throwing everything that he got at you and you need to respond stop laying down and taking it stop letting the devil make you feel all tired make you feel all weary take your marriage from you take your job from you take your ministry from you you're tired you're weary you don't understand what it is it's spiritual warfare it's attacks from the enemy you don't understand what's going on let me tell you something with david let me tell you something. You got to know that when it comes to David, the Lord didn't sit there with David. The Lord didn't sit there with David and say, okay, it's time. It's time now for you to become everything I wanted you to be. So first, we, you're going to step into becoming a warrior and this is going to position you to become king. That Saul, Samuel already anointed you as, but this is you stepping into it. I'm going to place you on the battlefield. You're going to see your enemy. You're going to have to fight your enemy because it's time for me to use you. No, God knew that if he put mm, David with a heart like his on the battlefield. He knew if he did that, he knew that David has such a heart for God that David would hear Goliath defying the armies of Israel and would say, oh no, no. See, the Bible introduces Goliath and it says, read it. He's a champion that stands this tall and that has all this armor that weighs so much. Armor, by the way, that 
poor little David couldn't handle. He wasn't used to it. He didn't like it. But is David intimidated or scared? No, you know what he says? Who is this disgrace? Not who was this champion. Who was this disgrace that defies the armies of the living God. No, he knows because that's the case that God will deliver him today and his army and his army. He knows that the Lord is like, hey, you know what? If I place them on the battlefield, something's going to rise up in them. So I tell you what, some of y'all, God has been calling. God has been desiring to use you. God desires to put you into the battle, but no, you're not responding and you need to repent for that. You need to get on your face for that, for making the Lord feel like he's a nuisance, for making the Lord feel like he's a bother, like he's interrupting your plans, like you got better stuff to do, like you're busy. You need to repent for that. But he's been wooing you. He's been trying to call you. He's been trying to do it. But what happens at the end of the day? You don't respond. So he says, maybe if you don't respond to me, you'll respond to the devil. Because when everything's going haywire, that'll wake you up and put you at the feet of the Lord. That'll wake you up and say, wait, what's going on? What's happening? Well, you wouldn't respond to me. So I had to use an alternative. Now you're going to get in the fight. See, you got to understand what's happening here. God, when he formed you, God, before he formed you, before he knit you in your mother's womb, he looked around the world and said, the world needs something. The world needs something. So he thought of an answer for it. And that answer was you. That's why it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. There was something he knew of you already. And he formed you to what he knew. What is that? An answer. It's an answer to the world. And as he was forming you, as he was knitting you together in your mother's womb, the devil went to work. That's why some didn't make it. Some got aborted. But some actually made it and it's been a battle ever since. It's been a battle. And when it's time, the Lord says, join the battle. It's time. It's time for you to get up yourself. You're old enough. You're wise enough. You experienced enough. It's time. You don't feel ready, but I get you ready. It's time. Let me get you ready. It's time to fight. It's time to fight back. It's time to get in this battle. And so many people are saying no, saying no. Do you know that the devil is responding to God better than you are? Do you know the devil is responding to the Lord and taking him more seriously about who you are than you are? How was that? How is that, Christian? No. You think you're too tired. Prophesy to those tired and weak bones. Prophesy to them. You got to hear this. I'm telling you, your marriage is dry as dead. You think it ain't going to work? Prophesy to that marriage. That job prophesy to that job so you can step into that job prophesy over that ministry so you can step into that ministry prophesy to yourself so you can step in to that identity that Christ gave you I tell you take a look at this he says 
he when he places Ezekiel in the field, this is good, y'all. When he places Ezekiel in the field, he says, uh, son of man, can these bones live? This is 37, chapter 37, verse 3, Ezekiel. It's funny because, oh, Ezekiel's response is like, ooh, ooh, sovereign Lord, you alone know. How many of y'all got situations like that? How many of y'all got situations to where you're like, oh, mm, God only you know. God only you know. What's God's response? He says, prophesy to these bones. Prophesy to them. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. It says, I will make breath into you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Do you understand that? The power of life and death is on your tongue. Are you speaking life to the dry things in your life? It's time to strap up and go to war. It's time to put on your armor and go to war. Start binding and casting out. Start rebuking. Start declaring and decreeing. Start talking to those things that are dry in your life and prophesy to them. Let me tell you verse 7. It says, so I prophesied as I was commanded and I was prophesying there was a noise. Oh, when I was prophesying there was a noise. It says there was a rattling sound and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. There was a rattling. There was a noise. You see upon the words that left his mouth, things started moving. Things started coming together. Speak to those things so they can start coming together. So you can start getting closer in your relationship with your wife. Closer in relationship with your husband. So you can start getting on one accord with your boss. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If you're having negative thoughts about the same person over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Are the same thing over and over and over again. Do you know that's demonic oppression? Do you know that's a key that's letting you know that that right there is instrumental to your destiny because if you ever got on the one page with that thing if you ever got on one accord with that one thing y'all gonna be trouble in the kingdom of darkness so what do they got to do they the devil got to create separation the devil got to create distance why the devil got to create distance and separation he gotta do it he gotta do it because he gotta keep y'all in a state of conflict, confrontation, distance. He can't have y'all come together on one accord in unity. He has to keep y'all at odds with each other. And he does that by these thoughts. That's why you got to 
evaluate your thought life. What is that like? You got to resist the enemy. You got to pull down those strongholds and hold them captive to Christ. What's a stronghold? Those are those thoughts that your soul has received and it's defending, right? And it won't let go of. So you keep thinking them and thinking them and thinking them. So you got to pull down those strongholds and hold it to Christ. What do you got to say? Okay, you know what? I'm going to pull down that thought and hold it to Christ. Is this thought true? Is it honorable? Is it just or right? Is it noble? Is this thing excellent? Is this thing worthy of praise? If it's not, then you got to rebuke that thing because it's not of God. So if it's not of God, what is it? It's of the devil. It's of the devil. And if you can't walk it to Christ, think about it. Try to make that thought honorable, right, true, worthy of praise. Well, you know what? Maybe I need to see it from their perspective. Maybe I need to take another look at that thing and reevaluate it and walk it to Christ. We got to take those thoughts and hold them captive to Christ. We can't just lay down anymore and take this stuff. The devil wants your ministry. He wants your family. He wants your job. He wants your sanity, your health, your well-being. He wants it all. Stop letting him take it. Oh, when those when that rattling starts to happen, what does God say? God says, then he said to me, prophesy to the breath prophesied to the breath. Why? Because at this point, there was no breath in them. He says, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain so that they may live. So I prophesy as he commanded and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. You need to prophesy right now for God to breathe on your family, for God to breathe on your ministry, for God to breathe in every area of your life. God, send a fresh wind on them and breathe on them. Don't let the stuff stop you. Keep moving. Keep going. Keep doing what the Lord has for you to do. Don't let the devil take it. Some of y'all need to get back up and stand and stand up and take what the devil's trying to take from you, right? They say when the devil's caught, he needs to give you back whatever he took sevenfold. Catch the devil red-handed. Let him know you see him and give you back all your stuff and give it back sevenfold. What does God tell Job? God tells Job, stand, gird yourself as a man. What does God, what does God, God, tell Jeremiah, stand. I'm going to make you a fortified city. I'm going to make you an iron pillar. I'm going to make you a bronze wall. Stand, stand. God makes warriors and he's trying to turn you into a warrior. You feel the stirring. You feel the moving. You feel the shaking going on. But instead, you put on the out of order on your back. And guess what? You're out of order. You're out of order. 
We got wives here that are talking to their husbands any kind of way. We got wives here that want to be the men. Do you know that's out of order when you're not in full submission to your husband? Do you know you're inviting chaos and opening up the door for the devil to just walk right in and wreak chaos in your house because you're out of order? Husbands, you need to wash your wives over with the word. You need to love her like Christ loved the church. People, you need to start listening to your boss and humbling yourself to your boss. Stop telling your boss what to do. They don't work for you. Stop telling your boss what you ain't going to do and what you're not going to do. They don't work for you. You don't get to go into a workplace and change the whole place to what you wanted. You don't get to go into the workplace and tell your boss what they doing wrong and what you like and what you don't like. You don't get to change a place that's probably been in existence for decades and come in on day one, day 10, day 32 years and start trying to tell people what they need to do and how to do it. No, you work unto that boss as you will work unto the Lord. If it's unethical, if it's not righteous, that's when you raise your hand and you get involved. But other than that, don't nobody care about your opinions? Keep them to yourself. You don't get paid for your opinions. You get paid to work, work. Get yourself back in order on that job. Get yourself under order in ministry. Listen to those that are above you. Seek counsel, but most of all, follow what the Lord is telling you to do at any given moment. Come on now. Come on. Start seeking God so he can tell you what your identity is. And start walking in it. Start walking in it. I'm telling you, get yourself in order. Start prophesying to those things and start walking in the authority that you have in Jesus Christ. Start moving, start going. For those of you, I'm telling you, that decided that you're too busy for God, repent, repent because it's time. He want to use you. Everything's going wrong because it's time. Because it's time. See, everything was going wrong for me for a while. And one day, it all hit the fan. It all went left. And I got in my car. And I said, oof. Oof. Who am I that the devil could come for me so hard? I must be somebody. I must be a threat. I must be a worthy opponent. Oh, it got me happy. Because then I thought to myself, I said, Lord, if the devil, if hell knows your name, Jesus, if he knows Paul's name, then he must know my name. It made me curious and it made me want to partner with God. It made me want to get in covenant with God because I want to know who I am. I want to know exactly why I'm such a threat. I must have weight in the spiritual realm. Do you understand? I must have weight. I must be weighty. See, I don't understand everything about this spiritual realm, but baby... But baby, I got to be somebody. I got to be. 
because the devil is giving me clues. He giving me clues to who's important in my life because there's so much trouble with that individual. He's giving me clue on what things are I'm supposed to be involved with because I have so much trouble in that area. He's doing too much. You're messing around too much. You're taking it a step too far. Had you had eased up a little bit, had you had fell back, I would have been comfortable maybe. I would have been easy. I wouldn't have moved. But since you came so hard, I know for a matter of fact this ain't natural. You just gave me a clue. You just gave me a key. You just helped me to understand who I am. So I thank you because you launched me in the ministry. You launch me in a purpose. Now I'm mad. Now I got a righteous anger. Now I'm ready to come through and I'm ready to flip some tables around because you're not coming for all of it. I'm standing up and I'm taking it back. I'm taking back what's mine. I'm prophesying to my dry bones. I'm getting in the fight. I'm getting in the battle. I'm not laying down no more and taking it. See, you did just a little too much. You had a little bit too much fun. Honey, get out my way. I'm walking through my open door in this season. Get out my way. I'm jumping through these hurdles so I can jump to the other side of the cliff in faith. I don't know what's in between there, but I'm making the jump anyways. I'm making the move anyways. I'm telling you anything in this season that's not in alignment with what God has for me. That's not in alignment with what God is trying to move me to and push me to get out my way. I don't care who you are. What does the word say? Those who love they mother, they brother more than they, they mother, they father more than they love me ain't fit for the kingdom. I'm sorry if you not with me, you are against me. Get out of my way because I got a destiny to get to. Get out my way because I got a purpose to fulfill. Get out of my way because I got a Jesus I need to follow. And you in my way, I can't see him. Get out my way. I don't care who you are in this season. I ain't got time for you. I ain't slowing down for you. I'm not waiting for you no more. I'm not sitting up there saying, let me go ahead and follow somebody else or get behind somebody else. Or I don't want to rise above somebody else and make somebody else feel bad. Get out of my way. I need to move. You see, the problem is some people, they will sit there and try to keep you down. They will sit there and try to keep you small. Who is it? Your boss, your husband, your wife, your pastor, your, your deacon, your, your whoever. Are they trying to keep you right here under their control, under their grip, under their toolage? Because they don't want you to rise above them. Honey, you need to move them out of the way and you need to go. And I'm not talking about in a way that's defiant. I'm not talking about in a way that's out of order, but I am talking about in a way that says I'm following Jesus first. I'll get to you later, but right now I need to follow Jesus. Let me tell you about what Paul says. Paul says, who? Who stopped you? Who stopped you from running this race? You was doing such a good job. Who? I'm going to ask you right now in this video, who stopped you? Can you identify them? If you can identify that person, move them out of the way. Move them out of the way. 
do you notice everywhere you go is it every job you go to is it every relationship you have where people try to keep you small excuse me where people try look i'm sweating i'm spitting <laughs> i'm i'm telling you who is it who is it move them out of the way because you gotta surpass them and they don't like it they don't like it i tell you when i was in the military we would be running we would like be doing our like physical training runs or we would be doing like our uh physical fitness test and i'd be just running along and all of a sudden i'll pass a guy up and then you'll see that guy like sprint past me like as and you can feel it it's like this it happens all the time and you can feel like this thought going through their head that's like no nah, i'm not gonna let a girl pass me right and people will do that in life they're like no i can't let them pass me let me go ahead and try to get in front of them and then when they realize that there's something about you that they can't get in front of what will they try to do they'll try to push you back okay in real life what that look like they'll probably try to trip you up while you running They'll probably something, try to put something in your way to try to keep you down. I'm telling you that you know what it looks like and uh, practically it looks like somebody making slick comments. Oh, you think you it looks like somebody saying you're not ready. It looks like somebody saying who you think you are. It looked like somebody that's making little slick comments here and there like, oh, you think you oh, I'm tired of this. I'm tired. Stop it stop it do you know that person is an agent that person is on assignment to keep you small do you know that if the i'm telling you you know that god sends angels there's those that are disguised as angels sent in your life to help you walk towards purpose if God sends angels and the Bible says the devil masquerades as an angel of light, honey, do you know the devil sends people too? Do you know the devil sends agents too? Do you know the Bible says, oh, and then Satan entered Judas. In one of the gospels, Judas asked, is it I? What? You don't know? He says, is it I? And then it says Satan entered him. Do you know? Do you know? The devil is using people around you. The devil is using people around you so that he can help to keep you small, so that he can help to keep you out of purpose. Let me tell you what this looked like. Oh, the Holy Spirit got me on one. Hello. Do you know? I want you to take a look at one Samuel one Samuel because it's good when we look at one Samuel 28 I want to look at one Samuel actually chapter 17 verse 20 verse uh 28 so one Samuel chapter 17 verse 28 so David he's out there on the um out there on the field he don't brought uh food to his brothers trying to be nice trying to do what his father says he's just trying to help y'all 
And his older brother says, when Eliab, David's older brother, heard him speaking with the man, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave these few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. What kind of mess? This is right after David said, this man was a disgrace. Who, uh, what does the man get who kills this man? You see, David's getting ready to rise and somebody sees that and they got to push him down. They want to remind him of his place. Oh, who's with this sh sheep? You a shepherd, you not a warrior, right? Why have you come down here? You're not supposed to be here anyways, right? He says, oh, your heart is wicked. Accusations. David's just asking a question, but look at David. He says, now what have I done? Can I even speak? But he then turned to someone else and brought up the same matter. See, David didn't let someone else. David didn't let something else deter him or distract him. He didn't let the who that was trying to keep him from being great hold him down. He turned to somebody else and brought up the same matter. What's going on? What I need to do? What, what's happening here? Because I'm stepping into purpose today. Some of y'all need to, I'm telling you, get a holy fire that raises up in you and say, I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. Today, I'm getting released from cycles. Today, I'm breaking through. Today, I'm waking up. Today, I'm going to war spiritually. Today, I'm about to pray. Today, I'm about to fast. Today, I'm about to prophesy to dry bones. Today, I'm putting on my armor. I'm getting in the fight. Today, I'm taking back all the stuff that the devil tried to take from me. Some of y'all need to respond to this stirring because you're already on the battlefield. You just need to get in the fight. Get in the fight. What you waiting on? <laughs> Get in the fight. What you waiting on? Be who God called you to be. You know why? Because God don't say never mind for his chosen. God don't say, oh, you know what? I'm sorry to bother you. <laughs> why people think that? Why people think God say, oh, okay, you're not ready. Um, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have bothered you. It's my fault. My bad. God don't say, you know what? It, it's, uh, it's, uh, not the right time for you okay maybe i'll go ahead and um try something else and do something else i don't know i'm sorry i'll just leave you alone god don't say never mind he don't change his mind why because god spoke a word over you when you were born and he watches over his word to make sure it's fulfilled look at jeremiah he says i formed you to what I knew of you. Come on. He says, it was then that I set you apart, that I declared you as a prophet to the nations, that I declared my word went out and my word don't go out and return void. Amen. Is, is that, <laughs> look, I'm starting to get like these preachers be saying, I don't even know if that's something I want to adopt, but is that in the book? <laughs> is that in the book? Come on. Is that in the book? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Get in the fight. Stop laying down the fact that you're on the battlefield and you see all this chaos happening in your life. 
is a sign you're on the battlefield. You on the battlefield, baby boy. You on the battlefield, baby girl. And you ain't got your armor on? What you doing? You're defenseless. You're defenseless. You ain't got your armor. Get up. That's the word for today. I just saw it said 30 minutes and I feel my calm coming back. Look, my veins all popping through my neck. I'm telling you, the Lord got me on fire today. I'm here to tell the devil you don't get to stop me. I'm here to tell the devil today and you need to tell the devil too. He gave you his worst. He ain't going to stop you. That you still getting up praising Jesus. You still getting up saying try Jesus. You still getting up telling your kids to try Jesus. You still getting up and telling the world try Jesus. He ain't stopped your praise. He ain't stopped you from going to church. He ain't stopped you from being able to sing and do what you need to be able to do to be able to worship to be able to war to be able to speak in tongues to do it all to be able to save and go heal and help others and show other people the love of Christ and be used as a tool to be able to deliver and save others he ain't stopped it he ain't stopped your voice he ain't done nothing because a little frustration and aggravation but when I got over it I got up and I got my stuff back when I got over it I moved in the purpose I moved in the destiny some of y'all need to move this stuff out of the way and get your butt up and get moving that's what I'm saying today <laughs> all right it's time now because I'm pulled over just on the side of the road I just had a word that I had to share I want to say a quick prayer God I ask that you incline your children's heart to step into purpose today before they step into purpose let them fall at your feet in all humility and repent for moving so slow on that stirring on that movement that you've been calling them to lord help them to be able to come to you to sup with you so you could show them exactly who you are to them and who they are in Christ and then give them the courage, the boldness, the holy fire for them to go be that out in the world. In Jesus name we pray. Amen.